Hi. Hello. Hello. Hello, everybody, and welcome. And welcome. Welcome. Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones in Podcast. I'm the host today, Robbie, uh, joined by the usual host, Drya. Hi, that's Amia. And our other usual person that's on the podcast, E. Hey, Paisanos. This is also our audition tape to replace Chris Pratt. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I, think, I think we got it down better than he ever would. Oh, he's probably going to be like, hey, uh, I'm a Mario. Nah, <laughs> Sorry, I was just doing a commercial. Yeah. And he's going to be that like Chris Pratt voice for this movie. And he's like, howdy, it is I, Mario. Luigi, we need to go save the princess? I'm looking forward to Luigi in this. It'll be like a fucking Charlie Day, Luigi baby. Yeah, I'm <laughs> awesome. This is great. <laughs> there actually is like an old, like back whenever they had like the live action Mario. There's a thing. It's like, oh, Mario looks like we got some spaghetti on your shirt. Oh, yeah. hey, fuck you, Luigi. <laughs> I don't know what the line was actually supposed to be, but it just generally does yeah. sound like he, he says, doesn't... fuck you, Luigi. <laughs> I don't think he says fuck you, but it definitely sounds like he says he fuck probably, you, Luigi. He, he probably says thank you, Luigi. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But the way he says it, it sounds like he's saying so fuck you. Yeah. Rest in peace, Lou Albano. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. we're not watching, or, or fortunately, we're not watching uh, <laughs> the, the Super live Mario Brothers <laughs> Super Show. Fortunately. I'm saying fortunately. Okay, we're going with fortunately for, for, for now. For now. <laughs> but since we're still doing Christmas in July, and it's my turn to bring a movie, I kind of wanted to bring something in between Claws and something that was kind of in between Kiss Kiss Bang Bang, which... <laughs> Is arguably a Christmas movie? Something between a, <laughs> definitively a Christmas movie and not a Christmas movie, but there sure is Christmas yeah. in it. There, if there's Christmas in it, it's basically kind of mostly a Christmas movie. <laughs> well, this one definitely is a Christmas movie. Yeah. Today, we watched 2020's Fat Man. Yeah. Starring Mel Gibson. Yeah, Christopher yeah. Nolan's Fat Man. <laughs> oh, God, no. That'd be really oh. weird if it was. <laughs> <laughs> be a weird, weird movie. <laughs> it isn't. A weird movie? <laughs> if Chris Renault is at the helm of this, it'd be two hours longer, and it'd be way better. It'd also be way more action-y in like a way that's kind of over the top and unnecessary. Oh, yeah. All the action would be super unnecessary, yeah. and you wouldn't understand at, half of it. At one point in time, they'd be in space for whatever reason. Yeah, It would be in space, and then half of it would take place in 1940, but it wouldn't <laughs> tell you which part. <laughs> Just one of somewhere in 1940s. <laughs> Maybe not even on Earth in 1940s. Yeah, exactly. That's Who when knows? he mis- meets Mrs. Claus. Yes, but it doesn't tell you that till the end. Yeah. <laughs> and you don't even realize it's happening till your third watch. Yeah. And then you just kind of watch on the third, like, oh my God, she actually is Mrs. Claus. <laughs> she was Mrs. Claus the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. Or anyway. <laughs> Sorry. However you want to put it. Uh, like I said, Batman came out in 2020. This is 99 minutes long and rated R for bloody violence and language. First time a rated R movie we watched doesn't have, like, a bunch of nudity. Yeah. Yeah, there's no nudity in this, is there? No, there's some. No, when? Like, after they have sex. That's not nudity. Yeah. It's it's implied nudity. It's implied nudity. Santa has to go out and put on pants. His pants were already on in the shot, sir. Thank uh-huh. you. You can yeah. see his it pants is a are How would he have sex if he had pants on, smarty pants? It's because Mel Gibson's old and he can't actually put pants on that quickly. That's why he already had pants on. <laughs> it just, that's... But we're getting ahead of ourselves here. <laughs> I mean, that, that's a whole other big conversation about how they manufacture a dick hole inside of boxers. and like that. That's a whole thing. That's the, a thing. Yeah, it is definitely a thing. Yeah, there's boxers that have a little ball pouch. Yeah. This episode is spun. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by menswear for when your balls are just too fucking big. 
<laughs> and you need a whole pocket just for them balls. It comes in large, extra large, and tiny. I almost and bu- blue. I almost bought it once. But then I was like, that's kind of weird, just having your dick just hanging out there. That's weird, right? <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> it's not actually Christmas. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, I guess counts, counting on whoever wants those underwear, Merry Christmas for them, I guess. Yeah. Underwear is a staple of Christmas. We really are in the season. <laughs> Man, so- Christmas socks just hit different. <laughs> All right. What, what's this movie? <laughs> Fat Man. Fat Man. 2020's Fat Man. Uh, like I said, it's 99 minutes long, uh, rated R for bloody violence and, and bloody language. murder and language. And the places you can watch it are kind of the usual suspects, YouTube, Google Play, Vudu, and Amazon Prime for two ninety nine. Or if you have a Peacock account, you can watch it for free with ads. So there's there. two things worth watching on Peacock, Colombo and this. I, I, guess, I guess so. Which Doesn't I, Peacock have The Office? Yes, because it's owned by NPC. Yeah, so it has Psych as well. Peacock, actually, I've, I've thought about getting Peacock Plus because yeah. it has all the three Psych movies on there, too. I literally would only want it just to watch Columbo. <laughs> I've been in a Columbo weird. mood. Have you ever seen Columbo? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's just, it'd be weird if it's like, I've never seen it, but I just need to watch it. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, mean, some it, friends have been like, yeah, let's, let's, get on, let's get together Wednesday, get in Discord, and watch Columbo together. And I might join them. I'm not sure yet. It's weird. I mean, <laughs> to be oh, fair. Oh, wait, I can't because we have a... <laughs> Dang it, our our damn <laughs> life, our damn Twitch. I can't watch Columbo because of it. Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean to be fair, I've also been like on a uh, Twin Peaks kick myself, and I guess I feel like that's more reasonable than being on a Columbo kick. Is it? <laughs> yes, one of those is much more influential to society. Yeah, Columbo. Yeah, no, exactly. No, <laughs> he invented the phrase "just one more thing." No, he no? invented the meme, just one more thing, kind of. <laughs> but speaking of things that we've been into <laughs> yeah. lately, Drya, how have you been this week? Uh, I've had a, a horrible, horrible busy week at work. It was just the worst. Uh, uh, oh, boy? Yeah, cereal straws came back, and everyone's been howling Oh, fuck. <laughs> Actually, those did sell out super fast. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> but So that's where the stabbing happened. <laughs> yeah. No, um... Man, it was just awful week at work. I don't even want to talk about it. It was just the worst. All right, talk about something else yeah, then. Just feel pity for him, but don't yeah, ask yeah, him any hey, questions. Hey, send me love letters. Not love letters. Send me, what's the thing? What's the other thing? Where's... Crotchless underwear? More of it? This video sponsored by... Um... <laughs> All right, add that to the list of things we'd be okay being sponsored by. VPNs, food, and, and underwear. And underwear, underwear with a ball hole. <laughs> underwear with the ball fondler. <laughs> um... Yeah, so I've just been kind of watching a whole bunch of weird stuff on my TV, testing it out with a whole bunch of different things. Nice. Um, it still looks fantastic. I think uh, me and Liz had finally agreed. E, I think you can finally be like, ah, oh, this is too bright, because there was <laughs> multiple times when we were watching uh, Mayan season four. Four. Yeah, season four. And I really the last one, right? On that show. Uh, no, oh. it is not. May- well, I don't know. It hasn't been renewed yet. It might be. <laughs> um, but we were watching it, and there was a Molotov throne, and we both went, ah, shit, and <laughs> put our hands in front of our faces. That's what I'm. That's what it feels like for me to watch like 80% of the movies you guys bring. Yeah, it was bright as shit, like uncomfortably bright. <laughs> I closed my eyes, and I could still see it. Uh, it was too much. That is pretty fucking bright. Jesus. Yeah, just remember that every time I have to like put my put my hand in front of my face when watching a movie. 
It's just I'm very excited to play Alan Wake Remastered on there. <laughs> very just flashlights in my face the whole well, time. Well, you gotta wait because I have to play Alan Wake. Apparently, you do need to play Alan Wake. Um, so yeah, just been doing that. Watched a bunch, a whole bunch of shows actually to completion. Okay. And now we're uh, it's back in summer, summer season, and so you know what that means? Christmas. Well, that, but also Gordon Ramsay show every season. New Gordon. Everyone Ramsay show. knows oh uh, that Master Chef, baby. That's so everyone easy. knows. Is, July, that's when Master Chef himself comes out. It actually, technically came out, like out in June, but uh, well, that's when you it, come it, out. Is, is that what they mean by hot girl summer? Because you're in a you're in a Gordon Ramsay kitchen the entire time. Yeah, yeah. That, he actually coined that, that, that's the totally phrase. not accidentally a sexist <laughs> remark that I made right there. Yeah, no, no. He coined hot, the phrase "hot Ramsay summer." Yeah, hot Ramsay summer it isn't every summer. Anyway, so yeah, I've just been watching like a bunch of bunch of garbage television. It's been great. All right, been having a great time. And then I guess speaking of garbage television, E with his Columbo. <laughs> Columbo is not garbage. I will fight you on <laughs> it's that. It's old people I, television. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. That is what every seventy-five-year-old is like. Oh, I wish Columbo was. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, to be fair, the 75-year-olds that I talk well, to that I know uh, watch mostly a lot of old westerns. When I hung out with my grandma, it was the news, Columbo, and Murder, She Wrote. All yeah. day, every day. Two good things and the news. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, uh, work and stuff all going well. I got the dreaded, what if we add multiplayer? <laughs> you uh, never want to hear that. To a veterinarian thing? Yeah, but yeah, it's so, like... Uh, we we had our weekly meeting, and one of the bosses was like, "Hey, can we add multiplayer to this uh, VR veterinarian simulator?" Oh yeah, that does not seem pleasant. <laughs> but he- okay, I know not everyone's like into game dev and stuff. I understand. You can't just add multiplayer at any point. No, you just turn, you just flick the switch in the options. <laughs> multiplayer now. Yeah. Yeah, don't. you just you just add the multiplayer box into it. Yeah, it go and see- you kill the code and you you type in multiplayer. Yes, no, uh, dash yes, multiplayer now. <laughs> yeah, I figured that both Python and C plus plus both just have like a multiplayer equals true button on it. <laughs> yeah, no, like it is such an undertaking to add multiplayer to anything. You basically, if you want multiplayer, do that immediately. Do yeah. not wait. So that's one of those you have to like from the get go want to have multiplayer. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, to be fair, I feel like that's also one of those, like there's a foundation to a game. And if you want to add said foundation, yeah. it could just mess up the entire building blocks of everything else that you're making. Yeah. If the house is stable, don't hack it up to try to add another floor. <laughs> so, to, for an example of how hard video games are to make, there is a game that just came out on game pass. It's been on PC for a while, but it hit 1.0 it is pressure washer simulator, yeah, yeah, and it has a multiplayer mode in there, and it's broken. It it's just kicking people. They couldn't figure out why. And the devs came out. They're like, "Hey, don't look at the sun. Uh, if you don't look at the sun, then you won't get kicked." There's just something that happens with the way that they use the god rays and stuff in there. Yeah. Oh, that if you look at the sun, it just kicks you from multiplayer. <laughs> video games are. It's a miracle video games exist sometimes. Yeah. But um. Speaking of also developing, it's the GMTK Game Jam time. Uh, for those who don't know, Game Maker Toolkit is what GMTK is. Uh, they make very informative videos on how to make video games. Neat. Uh, Game Jam is when you take a, a small t- amount of time, uh, 48 hours in this case, and you try to make a video game based off of a prompt. Ooh. Uh, so... I don't know why. I decided I wanted to join this year. Oh. Um, 
I sure went to bed at 2 a.m. yesterday. Yeah, nice. And woke up at 8 and started working on it again. Oh, okay. I I was going to say, like, that seems kind of early for me, but I'm also the (laughs) resident vampire here. Yeah. I don't think you wake up at 8 a.m., though. There was one day this week I did. Uh, I think you're usually going to bed at 8 a.m., right? (laughs) Sometimes, yes. There's also a time during this week I went to bed at 8 (laughs) a.m. That's the week I've been having. (laughs) Yeah. But, um... Yeah, so I decided to do that. Uh, the theme this time is Roll of the Die. Um, I decided to make a like, a, like a action top down kind of fighty thing with uh rounds, and you, the die is your weapon. And before each round, you like set up what the attack pattern of your die will be. Oh, cool! So um, I'm having I'm having fun. Uh, we'll see how much I finish. <laughs> Yeah, I'll, I have something to turn in, which is more than I expected. Nice. Um, yeah, I might have you guys test that out after this, but um, okay. I'm I'm I'm, have, in, I'm totally down for that. Yeah. Uh, maybe next week. Uh, I'll like reveal where you can play it because uh, I figured out a uh, game maker. Just if you have the uh s- the subscription, you can just port to HTML, which is really nice. Good. Um, you have to have the subscription. Uh, so you know, a hundred dollars a year, but yeah, that sucks. Yeah. But it has that really nice command of HTML equals true. It literally <laughs> just is like you can export to HTML. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But yeah, uh, so yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, my my lifespan probably went down two years, but you know. <laughs> that's for a two-day project. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's fun for sure, and uh, I'll let everyone know how it turns out. Yeah, that would be that would be yeah. very fun to play. Yeah. But I, hey, Robbie. I, I just have a question real quick. Oh, wait. How many uh, Marvel Madness clones do you think are going to be in that? A lot, probably. Yeah, that's fun. I like good. That's with the my, die? Yeah. You roll the die, and then you're like rolling. You got to do with, I don't know, something. I, I, bet, I mean, yeah, it. I imagine there's a lot. That's what. I, that's the only idea that came to my mind. It's like, yeah, what if we roll this thing? A <laughs> uh, I, I, general rule of thumb with game jams, think of an idea, and then do your second idea, because everyone probably thought of the first idea. Mm, fair. That's, that's usually how game jams are. All right, so my second idea is all it's a VR game, and the <laughs> dice is on the end of a mace, and every time you hit it, it does a different effect, depending on which part of the dice it hits. Okay, which part of this is a video game? Because that just sounds like a simulation. Yes. <laughs> that would be kind of funny in a game for like you hit someone with a mace and like the, you see the dice spinning and like whatever it lands on in front of you is the damage that it does. <laughs> That'd be funny. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Robbie, how you be? So yeah, it's been an interesting week for me. Um, like I said, I'm kind of on a Twin Peaks kick recently, so I got seasons one through three this week uh there was like one day in particular that like i woke up at eight o'clock in the morning and i have no idea why because i think i went to bed at like five in the morning oh that every day. yeah and like i just woke up at 8 a.m and i could not fall back asleep and so like i went to the place that we usually go to get movies i don't know if we're still saying what the place is well we're not saying it now nah, they yeah. have to pay us for that yeah sure <laughs> anyways like i went there uh ended up getting season one and two or two and yeah four. one and two of uh no, no no that was last week i went to uh, Barnes and Noble, actually, because that's apparently the only place you can get season three of uh, Twin <laughs> They have an exclusivity deal. <laughs> weird. It's either that or you pay extra for Amazon to get it to you. Like, mm. it's a whole big weird thing. Um, but also, whenever I was there, there's a book that I asked about there. And apparently, this book is out of print because you just cannot get this book anywhere. Because, like, when I asked them about it, they're like, oh, there's like a town that is like four miles north of where we live. I think you know where I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, they're the only place that has it in over a thousand miles weird yeah and they had one copy left and so i had to like special order it to get it down here so yeah i just apparently have a book that's impossible to get now 
What book is it's that? It's called uh, the Bible. Finding Nemo. <laughs> <laughs> this time it's personal. <laughs> no, yeah. it's uh, Postcards from an Impossible World. Never heard of it. I think I vaguely... It's it's kind of like Hitchhiker's Guide-esque, isn't no, it? No. Um, think of like two-sentence horror stories, uh-huh. almost. But like some of the stories are horror stories. Some of them are kind of sad. Some of them are a little bit hopeful. Some of them are just things that you ponder on. It's an anthology, then. Kind of, yeah. Like it's is just like it a, just it, like a bunch of postcards. Then, yeah, basically, like each story is a story that could fit on top of a postcard. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. yeah, but it actually is part of like part of the reason why it was such a limited thing and why it's hard to get like a physical copy of it is because it was a Kickstarter book. Mm. And um, but yeah, like the Kickstarter well enough that like you could at one point in time get on Amazon and Barnes and Noble and like all these like big bookstores and stuff right. like that. But like now uh, they're working on the second version of it. And so um, the sequel book, if you will, mm-hmm. which is just more little postcards. Uh, but also like the thing about it is it's not too big of a deal if you can't get that physical book. I just like having physical books. Yeah. But um, there is a website that has all the little postcards on it. Just a guy who basically just makes all these like little short poems for his website and he just made a book about it uh <laughs> called the shortest or shortest there's no the <laughs> yeah that would be a waste of time if you had a the <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> waste of url space yeah <laughs> that thing costs ten dollars per letter damn it <laughs> but yeah with me with like some of the weird collector item things that i have i think it just kind of makes it a bit more special that like you just can't buy this book anymore robbie likes collecting weird things that no one can buy yeah yeah that's true actually <laughs> I mean, I still have all my original Pokemon cards. Like, unless you're Logan Paul, you can't really buy those. And I'm not selling them to him. Fuck that guy. (laughs) He has a Generation 1 Hitmonchan where they misspelled his last name. Why would they put Logan Paul's name on there? I don't know. That's weird. Yeah. Yeah. They misspelled it, though. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's worth $12. Pokemon coming is weird. Totally not a scam that he like that happened to the guy. <laughs> <laughs> totally never been scanned for Pokemon cards ever. No, he's never no. ever. He's too smart for that. Yeah, totally too smart for that. So, anyways, <laughs> but um, like I said, there was that one day I woke up at like eight o'clock in the morning. I went to work, and then like I told myself I can't be waking up at eight o'clock in the morning because I was tired as fuck at work. Uh, it so, was a bad idea to get three hours of sleep. Why do you prevent was. that in the future? So I Crazy. like tried doing a whole thing of like, oh, I'll like watch an episode of. Uh, Cause like even that night that like uh, I woke up at or actually no like the next night I was like you know I'm just gonna try to you know not wake up so damn early and so mm-hmm. um, I figured if I fall asleep later I won't wake up so early and so I decided to like watch a little bit of Twin Peaks and then play a little bit of Last of Us Part Two which I'm getting further in that game nice um ended up basically staying up for 24 hours because I ended up uh going to bed like around like 7:35 or something like that and then I just did not want to wake up and so I fucked up my sleep schedule even worse. <laughs> You're having a great week for sleep then. Totally. <laughs> Tomorrow he's just going to sleep for 24 hours just to reset the I clock. I might. <laughs> Robbie does do that occasionally. Yeah. I hate to say it. Usually Sundays I'll sleep. Like, if I had a rough enough week, I'll sleep for like 16 hours. Yeah. Man, I, if it's like an hour past eight, I cannot keep sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be that way, but like, God. I think... I think just as an individual, I fucked up my sleep schedule yeah. so much. But like at one point in time, I was waking up at four o'clock in the morning to get to work by six. So yeah, I did awful. I didn't have that quite a drive, but I did have to do that when I worked at Amazon for a bit. And fuck that. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even because of that. That was around the time that my car got totaled. So I was oh, riding yeah. a bike to work when you had to jump the train. And eating yeah. three thousand 3, calories a day. Yeah. <laughs> Probably related. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> it didn't help. It was all pizza though. That's why I gained twenty pounds around that time. Even though I was like. Working out an insane amount. Yeah. But yeah. Cool. That's, that, that's a whole other story for a whole yeah. other day. 
that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it's been one of those weeks. It has like some good things. Cause like once again, I'm getting further in the last was part two. I was hoping to beat it by this week, but it just wasn't in the cards because I fucked up my sleep schedule. Yeah, yeah. Good game. God, yeah. it's a good game. It is. I don't know if it well I have a little bit of caveats about it because like I know that gets one of those weird things like it got one extra game of the year awards so that way it ha- technically has like the most game of the year awards of any game period but it literally holds a record by one yeah i mean and that's controversial to a lot of people yeah. that game was beloved by critics because it uh is one of those things that like think about this as like a human being though and everyone's like Fuck you i'm not thinking about myself this game's dumb as hell and yeah th- there are a lot of like self-reflection moments and like through the characters mm-hmm. and stuff like that i do also love like the little details they put in everything like i, I guess one good example is uh there was an apartment that was, uh, I was walking around, like, you know, the thing about The Last of Us games is when you go into an apartment, you look around everywhere because there's always, like, stuff to loot. Yeah. And I was looking around, and, like, I noticed, like, there was, like, some empty boxes ne- uh, next to the microwave, and I was just like, wait, like, has someone been using the microwave here? Kind of thing, and, like, looking around, like, kind of noticing that there's cherry blossoms and, like, uh, on the walls and stuff like that. I was like, hey, there's, like, more decorations that's more colorful on the walls here. It's like, like, is someone staying here? Am I robbing somebody? And I open up one of the doors, and the first thing out of the character's mouth is, I think someone's squatting in here. <laughs> and so, like, it's just, like, little details that they put into the game that, like, they put, like, meaning and care into everything that they do in there. Like, oh, like, it, like this building collapsed here for this reason. You can see the evidence right here. Or, like, yeah. this kind of family lived here, and you can see the evidence of, like, here and here and here. And no, like but, Robbie, didn't you hear that game's woke? So it's bad. <laughs> Game is very woke. It is woke. pretty woke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't think it's exactly a bad thing for this game, though, but... I, I, it's very good. It's a very, very good game. Yeah. It is a very good game. Well, unfortunately, se- like, 12,000 people happen to all hate that game, and they all definitely all played it. They de- <laughs> Every single one of them definitely played it. All of them definitely, for sure, definitely played it. And it just so happens that The Last of Us 2 was just one of the most played video games, apparently. That's crazy. <laughs> Yeah, you know, it's more crazy. than like Minecraft. That's insane. It's crazy. You know, it's just we're on the video game topic. The thing that's crazy to me is that Rockstar has announced that it's just going to abandon De- Red Dead Redemption Two. Like they had yeah, a remaster of one in the works, like a bunch of stuff for online going. They were going to do a whole bunch of DLC, and then they're like, "It's not making any money online, so we're abandoning it." Even though it's like one of the most cr- high, it's one of their best sellers, like just for a gameplay or what, like single game sale wise ever. And then it's also the most critically beloved of any game they've ever made. They're like, it's not making GTA money. We're, we got to get rid of it. Yeah. And so they literally took everybody off of that to start making GTA 6. Capitalism's death of art. So dumb. So dumb. Yeah, it definitely makes sense. Though. They're just like, oh, well, we're making more money in GTA Online because we're definitely pumping more into that. So I mean, I don't know if you saw the, the CEO of Unity came out and said, if you're not thinking about the monetization of your content as you're designing it, you're a fucking idiot quote yeah yeah and it's also one of those things that i re- i saw recently on uh being on a non non other non sequitur is uh but like the weird things that companies have done to like blame the failure of their game and like some game companies come up with like some weird like reasons why like i guess like overkills uh the walking dead apparently um the ceo quit after that game uh went or did poorly and then blamed the developers for being lazy and like they're the reason why the game failed and why he's getting a divorce (laughs) that's 
That's one way to. That's why you want to admit. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because it's one of those like he was working yeah. hundred hour weeks and like couldn't spend time with his family, and so like that game caused him to get a divorce, and so he started blaming the developers because they're lazy. Well, here's the thing: he's the CEO. I feel like he could have pushed. <laughs> he could have pushed back on when the game came out. Yeah. <laughs> Just I mean, the yeah, thought. There's a whole bunch of things like there's that one. Yeah. There's I, I won't even get into the Days Gone controversy. Yeah. I mean, Capcom's mm-hmm. notorious for setting unrealistic expectations of sales. Yeah, yeah. And so Square their, Enix. Yes. Yeah, Phoenix is a lot more. Phoenix is awful. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is not the video game portion of the of us. No, uh, no. Tune into Twitch if you want to hear us talk about more. Oh video yeah, game we'll stuff. probably rant more about video games whenever yeah. we get Twitch. to the Twitch TV part. slash Last Ones In. Yeah, yeah. Something I think that's like it. That. Check our link tree. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. L i n k t r dot e e slash l i p gives you links to all of that if you want to hear it. Yeah. But we're but, we're doing movie stuff. Yeah. Enough about that rant. Let's talk more about the fat man. <laughs> what if we take a break real quick and come right back? All right. All right. We are back to finally talk about the movie that we did this podcast. <laughs> well, before of. we do that, God damn it! <laughs> we'd like to thank our sponsor, Underwear. Please Ballless wear underwear. <laughs> now in two colors, flesh and blue. <laughs> I like the idea of having flesh-colored underwear. I don't. <laughs> it just makes me laugh. Like, because <laughs> someone's just going to be out in public in that. And it's just going to be weird. You have to wear shorts still. You can't just be in underwear only. Do you have to? Yeah. Technically, I don't think that's true. I think that is is partial streaking. No, I think if you're showing stuff, it's indecent. But if the underwear is the same as a bathing suit. Yeah, with most bathing... Like, with female bathing suits, as long as it's covering nips and genitalia, they don't care. It's more or less with guys, as long as it's covering genitalia, they don't care. Like, you could be wearing a sock out in public, as long as there's a no, I think you, strap in the back to hide the butt crack, you're fine. <laughs> yeah, that's more than wearing a sock. All right, whatever. <laughs> but talking about socks and straps, <laughs> fat man. Fat man. Yeah, so I guess uh, before we start talking about the movie and getting discussions about what it's about and everything, we'll get general topics out of the way. Uh, e. Hello. What was your general thoughts about the movie? Um, I haven't seen the movie first off, uh, getting that out of the we, way. We, we just watched the movie. No, I meant like before Beforehand. this. Oh, before this. Yeah. yeah. You yeah, I know. I was asleep. Yeah. I didn't watch it. I think I'm the only one who has watched it and I think it, I kind of watched it out of morbid curiosity and kind of liked it. Yeah. never seen it before. So. Yeah. Um, I'll say this was a lot of fun. Like, okay. I do really enjoy this. This is, I would not say this is one to watch during the holidays, no. but after the holidays, if, I think this would be all right. I think if you're super cynical about the holidays, maybe during the holidays. I mean, you but could, if you're super cynical about the holidays, you probably want nothing to remind you about yeah, the exactly. holidays. You want to watch something that has to do with summer yeah. or anything else. But like, yeah, this was a lot of fun. It's like, it is funny we watched this after watching Claws because like, there is some really interesting dichotomy between the two movies. A like, little bit, yeah. They are kind of yin and yang of each other. Um, Not to say too much, to spoil too much, but like Claws was very much about uh, an act of kindness always brings another was the main f- focus of Claws. Whereas I would say this one is that uh, holding on to your bitterness will only pull you down. Yeah. Kind of very similar, but... And, equal opposites, and, Yeah, equal opposites in a way. And I think that's really fun. Um, I I like how they introduce a lot of the lore. I like the kind of grounded uh, 
cynical in a way. I would say it doesn't. It it strays from being like annoyingly cynical, like some other yeah, that's kind of these types of movies. I would say yeah. I mean, also to be fair, when I was vetting for movies, I like saw this one and kind of saw the potential of it, but then I was like, every time I bring a movie, they riff on it in some way, shape, or form. So like, Robbie, I enjoy most of the movies you bring. Okay, <laughs> you're the worst. About- no, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, you know, me during Russia, I was like, yeah, this was good. <laughs> yeah, how dare you hate it so much? <laughs> uh, but yeah, like you know, this was generally a lot of fun. I yeah, I just I okay. really enjoyed this, honestly. All right. Yeah, basically what I meant is I was unsure about how you guys would feel about it when I brought it in, but yeah. I just kind of did it anyways. I think that's fair. But also, I'm not the biggest Christmas movie guy either, so which is I, why I brought this a movie like this. This is more of a Christmas movie than what Tariah brought. That how is also dare you? <laughs> <laughs> speaking of but less than Christmas movie, Tariah, what did you think of the movie? Tariah is less than a Christmas movie. I am less than a Christmas movie. It's been the major disappointment in my life. For the entirety of it. I mean, I guess it counts on the Christmas movie. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. This was a very, very fun movie. I agree with E. Watching this after Claus is is great. Watching it after Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang. It's just like, I think like Kiss, Kiss, Bang, Bang is like, oh, man, Christmas, right? And like this is like, man, same. So my choice was good last week. (laughs) (laughs) One thing I was thinking about, too, is like, because there's more like, there's more puns and like gags and stuff like that in kiss kiss bang bang because like i will argue that like kiss kiss bang bang and fat man are both dark comedies yeah yeah and uh, but i was gonna say i think with fat man it's more of like situational awareness of all of it is what makes it a dark comedy compared to kiss kiss bang bang to where like you have a bunch of puns and gags and just like like yeah. no not bad badly who taught you grammar like yeah, dumb yeah, things it's, like it's that a, it's, a, it's a whole different thing it's barely christmas mm, yeah <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, no, I like this a whole lot. Okay. It's, uh, I don't like Mel Gibson at all as That's a human fair. being. He's just an awful fucking human being. I mean, to be fair, this movie did get review bombed, and from a lot of the reviews I can see, they're just pissed off that Mel Gibson's in it, which, to be fair, Mel Gibson's not a good person in real life. No, he's not. He's a bad person. He's extremely racist. He's an alcoholic. Um, this seems like it was kind of a movie to make it be like, See, you can be better, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, like there have been other movies that he's done before this that were still after his racist rant. Yeah. So yeah. like a lot of people are like, "Oh, this is him just trying to like get his way back into Hollywood." Like, no, he's been back in Hollywood for a while. He's done Yeah, Hollywood doesn't actually care if you're racist. No. No, no, they don't care about they, that. They they barely all. care if you're a pedophile. They don't. <laughs> historically. Yeah, historically. That's saying barely. They only yeah. care if they get caught. Yeah. Other rant from <laughs> other thing. Yeah. Uh, Don't be racist. Yeah, is, or a pedophile. Yeah. Or <laughs> if you if you're either of those things, you're not allowed to listen. Yeah, turn it off. You jerk. Anyway, this is a good movie. Okay. Uh, it's super good. I think the thing that like really pushes it above everything is Walter Goggins. He's just such a fucking joy to watch in everything. Oh, yeah. I don't I don't know what it is about him. He is just mystifying to watch in that whatever man just he's in. oozes charisma. Yes. Is the thing. Like, he's yeah. the um main antagonist yeah 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 i would i almost want to describe him as like a tolerable jim carrey <laughs> that's one way to think about it uh, yeah that's one way <laughs> but no like, like he like has kind of a lot of the mannerisms jim carrey is known for but not like so over the top that it's like cartoonish I well would say. It, it's funny because like he is such an elastic actor he is able to jump between super serious stuff to super comedy stuff mm. in like the snap of a finger he's kind of the antagonist in Justified which is a west modern western show that I've been watching for a yeah. little while now um, 
he's kind of the antagonist, kind of not in that. It depends on the season. Um, well, to be fair, he, he also played a corrupt cop in um, The Shield. He Yes, which was my introduction to him, was yeah. watching The Shield. And that is just such an insane performance, because it is amazing how much I genuinely hated him by the end of that show. <laughs> like, just as a human being, like, if... If I saw him walking down the street after I had watched that last season, I'd be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, that's also a good sign of like being a good actor. Because like, yeah. you know, when you're playing a villain, you you don't exactly want to be likable. So if people are like, God, I hate this or I hate this person because they played this character, like they played it really well. That's the sign of it. I think another good example is like uh, Lena Headley and the Game of Thrones series, because people really hated her because yeah. of her Cersei uh, depiction and everything like that. And like Apparently on the street, she even got like, hey, don't you play that bitch in Game of Thrones? <laughs> also, learn to separate the person from the exactly, media. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yes, obviously. But but yeah, like he's he's an incredible actor. He is him and um, what's his name? The kid? No, no. Just actors in general. I can't think of his name. Um, Chris Pratt. They're both in Justified. The other guy's the star of Justified. It doesn't matter that oh, much. John I, I have to look up his name. I know you were talking about it. I have to look up his name, though. Like, I... Yeah, Timothy Elephant. Yeah, Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, uh, Elephant. Oliphant. Elephante. Something with an elephant. He has a giant nose. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, they are, and maybe it's because I've been watching Justified, but they are very quickly two of my favorite actors of all time. And they're both very good actors. Like yes. even just other things that they play. Like I was gonna say, I got a weirder introduction to Walter Goggins than you. I got my introduction to him on our Sons of Anarchy, where <laughs> oh, yeah. he, he plays yeah. a transgender hooker in that. Yeah. And, it was very fun. Yeah, like, he actually did a really good job with that, and then I saw him in a couple other things, and then, like, you showed me American Ultra, where he plays, like, mm-hmm. an ultra-psychopath in that one, and he just, like, he is, he's one of those electric actors that, like, he nails everything that he's in. Yeah, he's also in uh, Righteous Gemstones. He's fucking amazing in that. He's, like, yeah. a Southern Baptist preacher. <laughs> it's just fucking great. And there's that, uh, he's also in Vice Principals, talking about another HBO show. Yeah, which, he, basically what we're saying, he's incredible. He is. Just go look up Walter Goggins IMDb and just watch them in order, yeah. and you're going to be mesmerized. Yeah, Walter White's pretty good, pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, like, he was the standout for me. As much as I hate Mel Gibson as a person... He did fine in this. Yeah, and yeah. that's that's another sense of like separating the art from the artist kind of thing. Is like he is a garbage person, but he is a good actor. Yeah, but even if he is a garbage person, which I get why people don't want to, you know, support him by watching his movies and stuff like that. But he does a pretty fine job in this movie. Yeah, he. I didn't question at any point whether or not he was Santa. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I liked this movie quite a bit. Okay. It was very, very fun. All right. Yeah. I felt like this movie was kind of a risk, but I'm glad that you guys actually really liked this movie. Yeah. what do you, what do you think of it, Robbie? I do like it. Like I wouldn't have brought it if I didn't like it, but I know it like. It hasn't stopped me before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think I get a little bit sensitive about like bringing movies and like you guys riffing on like things that are wrong with it. And, like, hmm, I, I like that scene. Yeah. Which but... brings me to my ultimate point. This movie sucks ass. Fuck you, Robbie. <gasps> Uh, <laughs> Santa isn't real, so this would be <gasps> stupid. <laughs> I sucked in too much air that, that time. That, that <laughs> almost killed Robbie learning Santa wasn't real. <laughs> How dare you eat? <laughs> but yeah, I, I do enjoy this movie. I will say, like, you know, it's not perfect. No. Uh, like, people who have problems with this movie, like, it, they are genuine problems with the movie. But all in all, like, especially if you're into dark comedy like we are, like, this movie is fun to watch. It is like a kind of a super cynical look at Christmas and like the idea of almost if like um Chris Kringle was almost like an LLC 
Yeah, like, I think I made that joke at the end of Claws, Claws of, yeah. like, yeah. I expect, like, at the end of it, just be like, all right, we need to, like, Amazon this, like, giant corporation, and, like, this is literally, like, what if giant corporation, though? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this kind of also adds on to that idea yeah. of that, and, like, I don't know, it, it does it in a way that's almost, like, I don't want to say down to earth, but, like, somewhat realistic, but it still has, like, you know, that Christmas fluff of, like, you know, oh, it's Santa Claus, so he's more than the average person, and, like, there are yeah, actual he's elves than the everything. average Bill. Bell? Bell? Yeah, yeah, I hope Christmas. so. <laughs> it's like, ching, ching, ching. I've met some pretty smart bells in my day. <laughs> but, like, I think the part that, like, says that to me the most is the elves. Like, yeah. how down-to-earth it is in this, how much of fantastical nonsense is still in there, but very yeah. down-to-earth. But, yeah, because, like, all the elves in this are... You know, they're still elves, but he just treats them like employees, almost like he's a small business owner, and these are all the people who work for him. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what, like, really makes me enjoy this, is it's not, like, it doesn't feel like it's ashamed of being a Christmas movie. Yeah. Ultimately. Because, yeah. like, I think the a trap a lot of things fall into when they want to be, like, semi-realistic is they decide that you can't have any fantastical elements if you're going to try to, like, tell a more serious story. Right. Whereas in this, they're like... Yeah, those are elves, and they eat fucking sugar six times a day (laughs) and sleep for 20 minutes every 24 hours. And they work 24-hour shifts. Yeah. That's what what their existence is. They work. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Which is why they're all pale, because they work underground and eat nothing but sugar. That's actually somewhat getting into spoilers of this movie, so yeah, yeah, I I figure if anything, let's talk about the movie. Uh, Spoiler alerts ahead for 2020's Fat Man. Yes. What about the back of the box? Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. I guess... Yeah, before that, I'll read the back of the box. He's fat. He's a man. (laughs) Revenge. (laughs) To save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. Making matters worse, Chris gets locked into a deadly battle of wits against a highly skilled assassin, hired by a precious 12-year-old after receiving a lump of coal to his stocking. Tis the season for Fat Man to get even in this action comedy that keeps on giving. A bit disingenuous. Yeah, I'm going to say, calling it a battle of wits, it's really stretching it. It it is pretty much stretching it. (laughs) Because there is a fight at the end of this movie. There is a climax. It's definitely not of wits, though. And Santa's barely involved. Yeah. (laughs) Huh. But also, there are more bullets than wits in that battle. Absolutely. (laughs) Oh, man, that's a great tagline. More bullets, bullets than, than wits. wits. <laughs> Bad Boys 3. Let's uh, get to the movie, start talking it, get into spoiler territory. Yeah, so I'd say the main idea of this movie is it's a modern time. Uh, Santa is real. Uh, spoilers for real life, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, sense of the modernization of mankind, he has had to keep it up, and ultimately he is... Capitalism. Yeah. It's capitalism. He, he's getting it's cynical like... and tired uh, of how the world is going. Like, it goes off into, you know, him driving into town to go to his P.O. box so he can get all the letters that all the kids write to him and everything. Mm-hmm. And starts talking, or he listens on the radio about how these kids uh, got a bowling ball and dropped it off onto a highway and caused a uh, 36 car pileup. <laughs> Just stupid, but amazing. I, I like the message before that. It's like, is Santa really working? And then it tells yeah. the story about how they got the bowling ball and dropped it off. The yeah. Cause that was Santa's fault. <laughs> uh, I, the yeah. funny thing about that is uh, for how ridiculous you guys say that is apparently that was a real news story that some kids threw a bowling ball. Off I'm of not a saying highway. that that didn't happen. I'm saying it's funny that they blame Santa. Yeah. On that. Yeah. 
Also, the idea that like everyone's like, yeah, no, Santa's like a real dude. We all get presents. No one can know why. It's well, okay, that's one thing I like about this. I fucking hate how so many Christmas specials, like the parents are like hemming and hawing if Santa's real to their kids. Yeah, that's true. But like, how the fuck are those presents getting there if Santa's not real? Like, who's giving them to your kids? That's true, actually. <laughs> like, yeah, that's the part that's always so dumb. Like, so I I like this. Like, yeah, Santa's real, obviously. Duh. <laughs> I would just like to like. Have a sit down with the parent, like a scene where the parents are sitting down with a kid or something like that and being like, so we're going to need you to go to bed at this certain time because Santa will be delivering your presents and he gets a little grumpy. He's a little angry. So you need to be in bed or else Santa is going to yell at you. (laughs) (laughs) He does kind of have that feeling sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. um, And uh, a focal point that it's hinting at in this movie is that uh, Santa feels like the majority of of children are starting to air towards kind of being on the naughty list by default yeah more so than ever before he feels like kids just aren't caring and they're doing whatever they want yeah which you know boomer mentality whatever but yeah (laughs) it's it works with the story they're telling at least and it's not actually a it doesn't actually matter in the grand scheme of things kind of does but it kind of doesn't because like Like, the the reason it matters is because that um so the u.s government is actually giving santa claus money since uh, Christmas is so important that to the U.S. economy, real fact by the way, it yeah. is. Um, the, so, but so they give him subsidies, and the last one is basically half of what they need to continue working. And they said, "Well, that's because you gave away half the presents last year." Yeah, it's you, like he's it's half the presents that you had are that. Uh, we demanded it from you. He's like, well, it's not my fault that half the kids are getting cold this year because they are oh, because they're on the naughty list. And it's like, well, yeah. that's just where it's in my contract. You pay me this much, no matter what. It's like, actually, in your contract, it says if you make this much, we'll pay you that much. And so he's like, like oh, you, you sons made, of bitches. Yeah, so, yeah, but you only made half, so we're only going to give you half. Yeah, yeah. So uh, eventually, and- the government strikes a deal with Santa that if they, uh, if he lets the el- if he has the elves. <laughs> work on drone <laughs> schematics and control Ma- yeah, panels ma- making main boards for drone for military drones they'll, they'll pay him for the two months and they'll pay him a good salary yeah like as compensation and so he eventually says yes after talking to every millionaire and billionaire he possibly can yeah. from the seems of it uh and they're all like no we can do it cheaper yeah yeah, yeah that was this whole thing is like every day just have all these little 11 year old kids and they're in these sweatshops working 12 hours a day for a popsicle with no shoes on <laughs> and it's just like okay like yeah. yeah it's true and it's depressing but like yeah yeah he's like saying it and like oh i can't get work because these damn immigrants are are doing it for cheaper than i can well i feel like he is blaming the billionaires like, yeah. ultimately yeah yeah, yeah, yeah he is blaming because they're all outsourcing now so nobody needs him anymore yeah, yeah. um so yeah, he begrudgingly agrees to the deal. Um, meanwhile, on the other half, we meet Billy, who is a fucking piece of shit. Yeah, he is, and it's great. He's such a shitty kid. I love this character so much because in so many of like old eighties movies, which I think this is clearly inspired by, uh-huh. there's always like that villain who just hangs around while telling like the people who are actually doing things like what to do and stuff like that. Yeah, while yeah. he hangs out in his mansion. And it's always, like, this guy who's, like, playing golf in his office, and he's smoking a cigar while, like, sipping a drink next to his giant window on top of the city. <laughs> yeah. And, like, this has so many scenes that are like that, but filtered through, like, this is still a child. Right. And my favorite one of that is he is on the phone with a hitman at one point in this movie, and he has that classic villain thing, like, there's classical music playing in the background, like, it's 
uh, lit by candlelight and stuff like that, or like low lights. And he mm-hmm. like has a little art thing that he's doing, like a a painting, a whole painting that he's working on. And it's just like perfect setup. And it cuts to behind him, and you see all the paintings working on. And it's this fucking like nine year old, eight year old level water paintings <laughs> yeah. of like cutting off Santa's head. And it's so fucking good. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, he's. Basically, twelve-year-old businessman. Yes. Which uh, the funny thing is, is they wanted that actor in particular because of the way that he looks. Because apparently, whenever they wrote this character, the first thing that they were thinking was they need a twelve-year-old Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> I and, can see that. Yeah, and the thing is, is Chance uh, Hertzfield, the kid, one who plays the kid, just kind of looks like Ben Shapiro. The yeah. only other kid who looks nearly like Ben Shapiro is from Knives Out, that one fucking kid. Oh, yeah. The Nazi kid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like, they basically were looking for a small Ben Shapiro, and this kid just fucking nailed the role. Unfortunate thing to be known as. That is hilarious, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I didn't even think about that until I saw the trivia for it, and like can't unsee it now yeah like i mean yeah he's like the smug pompous asshole kid yeah um your introduction to him is he's like at a science fair and he gets runner up to um yeah, instead some of best, girl yeah instead of best in show yeah yeah which is like the most dumb useless yeah. thing ever yeah and he's so distraught by this he hires a hitman to s- kidnap the girl so he can threaten her to saying <laughs> that she cheated and he could have the best show award. So good. It's like it's great because it's so fucking petty too. Oh yes. Yeah. But like to a kid, that's one of the most important things too. So like, you know, I don't understand why he would do that because that's fucking sociopathic. But like, <laughs> like it makes sense to him that it's more important than it actually is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's also one of those things. I remember growing up hearing like people who are more sociopathic about being in first place and like they have to be the best. Like mm-hmm. you'll hear them say stupid things like second place is just best loser. Heard and, that a lot. Yeah. Heard that a lot as a kid. Yeah. I heard that quite a bit too, especially whenever I was playing in sports. Yeah. I bet. Well, but, I, I always liked the saying I heard a lot growing up. Uh, if you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> I've heard that at workplaces, dude. That's why I fucking hate. I've that only one. actually heard it about board games <laughs> and it was mostly in jest. Uh, <laughs> But I mean, then is, very real in Monopoly, because that game yeah. has to end. Yeah. <laughs> no matter what, somebody has to make that game end. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was weird when Dry would just start like taking pieces off the board when no one's looking, but I mean, it makes sense in retrospect. <laughs> like, where'd my piece go? Oh, the dog must have ate it. I guess I win, E. <laughs> <laughs> I actually did a really shitty move one time whenever we were playing uh, Monopoly. Like, I, in a weird way, uh, made it harder for everybody else to play because I uh, made the bank give me all the 50s in the game. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I was actually winning and I was getting money. And so I started, like, exchanging all my money for $50 bills. I think I paid Dry, like, $2,000 to get his last $50 bill at one point in time. Yeah. Which put the bank in a really weird situation <laughs> and made it to where I won because they couldn't pay out properly. That's amazing. Like, you literally bankrupt the bank. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, Son yeah. Bitch. But, yeah. The, um, yeah. So this kid's really shitty. And uh, because he's shitty, he gets coal for Christmas. Yeah. And it's an amazing scene where he has this one piece of coal and he <laughs> runs outside and screams into the to the sky like you'll regret this fat man you messed up big oh yeah you messed up big fat man it's so, <laughs> so good good because like here's the thing everything is taken so seriously in this movie yeah. and it's perfect because of it yeah like i i think i've said it uh many times now on this podcast like 
with stuff like this, you need the characters to take it seriously or else the audience will just be annoyed. Yeah. 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 Because that was one of the tropes of a lot of parody movies, that there's like just one person who has his senses about him and everybody else is being silly. And it's like his mm-hmm. reaction to everybody else being uh, silly. Everybody is just like taking this as just a super serious thing. Yeah. Because like that's, I mean, that's important when you have a plot of what the kid does. He puts a hit on Santa. Yeah. Yeah. And like you can't have that kind of plot unless everyone takes it seriously. I would put the level of acting in a comedy way in line with airplane honestly in this mm-hmm. movie because everybody does take it very very seriously there's never like playing to the camera about how silly the thing they're saying is like yeah. they all are like acting this thing out yeah and letting just the fact of how ridiculous it is be the joke yeah and that's what airplane does so well yeah and well it does it well with this one too because like the hitman that he hires has a vendetta against santa claus <laughs> yeah like enough he, so like- that like he'll actually buy stuff that genuinely came from santa's <laughs> sleigh it's like put in his collection because he never got anything from Santa. Well, that's not true. He did get something from Santa. Well, he got something, but what? he always says is like he never got anything for Christmas. Yeah, and it's so, it's so great because there's so many like little pieces of lore that get introduced here. One of my favorites is there's a sign an insignia insignia to prove that it's from Santa. Yeah, Claus. from Santa's workshop. <laughs> it's so great. But yeah, so uh, the hitman has it out for Santa, so he agrees to put the hit on Santa. So it's a also a very important thing. Uh, the hitman has a hamster. Yeah, yeah, just has a pet hamster that he takes with him everywhere. <laughs> it just does. <laughs> really funny. I think it's because like I mean they kind of poke at it. Like you know when you think of characters like this, you're like, oh yeah, he probably has like a snake or like a. A gargoyle that <laughs> people have. Uh, but no, he just has like a tiny cute little hamster. Yeah. Yeah. Um so yeah, he goes to Santa's not in the North Pole. Yeah, because there's just there's just this ridiculous scene where he's Googling where to find Santa's address. <laughs> yeah, he's just Googling Chris Kringle. It's really good. Uh but and ends um, up calling up a guy, it's like, hey, I need to find a friend, Chris, uh up somewhere near the North Pole, like Best I can find is this city that's over here in Greenland, and I think it might be here. Yeah, the name is Chris Kringle, and the guy just hangs up on him. <laughs> He's like, "Did you hang up on me?" <laughs> oh, damn it! Yeah, but um, yeah, he pieces together how to get to uh, where Santa is, <laughs> North Peak. <laughs> yeah, so dumb. I North love Peak, it. Alaska. Yeah, it's so great. Um, and something I love that this movie did. I said I I I voiced how much i like they have this montage of all the shitty parts of being on a road trip right (laughs) it's like him just driving it keeps like cutting to different times it's him like stopping for gas when he has to pull over to take a piss it's so good when he has to go to the drive-thru restaurant and like (laughs) that's the best but it's like and it's like different songs like whatever he's listening on the radio it's so good it's really good it's actually a really good scene Yeah. yeah And there's that, uh, there's even, because he had to bring his hamster with him, he decided he needed to get, like, a wheel and a couple little toys for his hamster, <laughs> yeah, and so even had, like, that scene that uh, he was talking about, like, oh, you seem like an iguana guy. No, hamster's fine. How about a snake? You seem like a snake guy. Snakes eat hamsters. You remind me of my mother. 
She was also a bad listener and never knew when to shut the fuck up. Uh, I don't. We we try not to do it too much. There's so much good lines in this yeah. movie, and that's the thing is like none of those lines are like taken as a joke. It's like they're saying yeah. it seriously to each other, so it feels deadly serious. But it's just the most ridiculous things that come out of their mouth. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna say genuinely, that's one of the best insults I've heard in a long time. <laughs> you remind me of my mother. She also was a bad listener. Yeah, it's good. Uh, but yeah, so um. Most of this middle part's kind of like Santa kind of rebuilding his uh, admiration of people. It's the two months that, uh, yeah, while he's working, on, yeah, while he's working for the government and like making those. All right, while the elves are like making everything, and like you learn more yeah. about the elves, like how the elves are on a number system because it's more efficient, and yeah. that they have a diet of nothing but like sugar and simple carbs, like cakes and yeah, sugar just- and. <laughs> Swiss rolls, Swiss rolls, and orange soda. And also, uh, the really funny part is like they fucking are rav- like ravenous. They're like, yeah, yeah, like tearing yeah. it apart. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you guys need like some protein and some vegetables, maybe some fiber in your diet. Yeah, and uh, the leader seven's like, yeah, uh, elves are immortal. Unlike you guys, I think we know what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. He's like, uh, and we've actually learned over our long lives that. Simple carbs and sugars just help you work a lot harder and a lot faster, so we eat that six times a day and sleep for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, so yeah, it's it's uh, them building all those stuff, Santa regaining all his admiration for people and yeah. yada, yada, yada. Like uh, showing like the, seeing like the thank you letters for like the kids who actually did get gifts. And, like, yeah, his, how they grew up. And there all is a lot of his wife with his wife is named Ruth, uh, yeah, Ruth Kringle? Ruth, either yeah. Ruth or Ruthie. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, Ruth- like her just like kind of like, trying to rebuild his Christmas spirit and like, Hey, not everything is bad. And like, even if there is bad then the good still outweighs the bad, like you can't let th- these like bureaucratic systems just hold you down. Yeah. I will say they kind of victim blame Santa quite a bit in this movie where it's like, he can't afford to keep his lights on. And they're like, you know, you lost it too, Santa. <laughs> it's your yeah, fault yeah. too. <laughs> I mean, leave it to like a government contract to like say, like, "Hey, this is actually your fault." Yeah, but um, again, I think there is a lot of subtext in this. Yeah, oh, about yeah. Mel Gibson. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, but yeah, um, so yeah, it's all that stuff, uh, which leads to the ultimate climax of, uh, when yeah, what's uh, his name? So they just call him the Skinny Man the entire oh, yeah. movie, but uh, <laughs> they do say his name once in this movie. It's probably and, like Ralph or something. I don't know. No. Uh, I'll say it when we get to that scene, but like, yeah, it leads up to, you know, eventually like he gets up to Alaska, finds out where the PO box is, finds Chris Kringle, tries to assassinate him in the middle of the fucking town. (laughs) Sniper out of his window. It's just like this ridiculous, like it's an, it's an AR 15 with a giant ass silencer and a scope on it. It's not not even that. It's the setup for the shot is so slow and so stupid. Like it's him like failing to like smoothly roll up his window and like then he cuts over to Santa, like getting in his getting his truck ready. It's just him holding the gun. He just cuts back and he's holding his giant fucking gun. <laughs> oh man! But yeah, so he follows yeah. Santa back to his workshop. Shop. Um, the military like militarized the workshop at this time. And I'm thinking back on it, I feel like they just did that so they could have like security at the workshop yeah. now. That so that way it. they can have like that whole the guy is like working his way through the compound yeah. Yeah. montage, which is like a, a whole big thing for like espionage movies. Yeah. Classic 80s. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, yeah, it's like him going through all the ranks and stuff and like. Yeah, him like just killing all the military uh, guards yeah. there. 
Which leads to uh, Robbie's favorite scene, apparently, he told God, me. That scene was so funny the first time that I watched it, where, like, he just has these, like, really sophisticated pipe bombs that he's, like, placing all over the facility to blow it up. And one of the elves finds it, and he's just holding it, looking at him. He's like, like, oh, oh, hey, hey, just go ahead. Put that down. Put that down. Are you one of uh, Captain Jack's guys? Yeah, yeah, I'm one of Captain Jack's guys. He's like, go ahead and put that down. It's not a toy. And he just starts disassembling it, like, <laughs> right so in front of him in, like, three seconds flat. <laughs> yeah. Because... He's a worker elf. Of yeah. course he knows how to like disassemble and reassemble shit. Also, it's kind of a shame. I wish they did this more. Like I feel oh, yeah. like this would be a perfect rule of three joke. Yeah, yeah it would. It but um, having well, that and then like uh, there's one that E point out because like after that he starts shooting at him and like they do a weird thing in the movie that it's pretty obvious that like he doesn't kill any elves. Yeah. But he kills it kinda, all of the military it guys. It does slightly ruin some of the tension when it's like okay if you're an elf you're just fine. Yeah. 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 <laughs> who, who fucking wants the military to be good in this movie anyways? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah. Um, but yeah there's like a so like they get all the elves out and like uh, Santa's alerted after having sex with Mrs. Claus and he has to put on his pants. They got the passion back. Yeah. yeah. It's cute. It's metaphorical and gross. <laughs> sometimes old people's sex metaphors are gross. What can I say? <laughs> no, not sometimes. But yeah, um, so like Santa yeah. has to go out there and there's a, this is where I really wish they would have done the joke again. Uh, like the elves are kind of disarming uh, skinny man yeah. with his AR or whatever. And, like, they just kind of, like, get it to be taught. Well, he gets to keep it, but, like, I really wish they just disassembled the gun as he's, like, trying to fight him off. I think that would that be been pretty great. That would be pretty great. Um, really but, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's all that. Uh, all the elves escape, and, like, uh, Santa comes out and is like, uh, whatever his name yeah. is. His name's Jonathan Myers, you twisted little child. Yeah. <laughs> and- Which is another thing that we learn is, like, every single person that Santa sees he just knows them immediately. Yeah. Because that's the whole thing is like he sees you when you're sleeping, you know when you're awake, he knows if you've been bad and or good. So like he just has a profile on every single person yeah. in the world. And yeah. it's really great because this is introduced when like he's at the bar and uh some guy's like hitting on the early in the film. Yeah, yeah, yeah early yeah. in the film. Like some he whenever he's drinking whiskey with Alka Seltzer <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh just goes up to a guy and I think he says his I don't even remember what he says his name was. Like it doesn't or matter. But, but yeah, yeah, he just like, like starts asking about his wife and kids. Yeah, he's like, like how's I, the wife and kids? Yeah, do I know you? He's like, oh, it's like, oh, well, I've known her since she was a kid. Because like, the bartender's been hitting on the other guy. Yeah. yeah. Makes like the whole like, oh, like I have a present for you to unwrap at my place or some some stupid flirting line. <laughs> yeah. So bad it's great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but like, yeah, and basically saying like, hey, you have a wife and kids at home. If you leave now, I can get back home in 12 hours. You should probably leave. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's pretty great. So yeah, like... And the reveal of why uh, Skinny Man hates Santa so much. <laughs> the only toy he ever got was a little toy cop car. Yeah. And he's like, you never got me anything else. And he's like, I can't, I couldn't replace your parents. Yeah. I'm sorry. Wait, you do get some gist that, like, the Skinny Man, like, his parents were abusive to him as a kid. Like, whenever he buys that plane from that little kid, he shows him, like, the cigarette burns that his dad put on his arm. Mm-hmm. And, like, talking about how his mom never listened to him but always had something to say to him and so on and so forth. Like, yeah. kind of just giving, like, the subtext that... He was an abused child, and like basically all he wanted for Christmas is for, to have different parents. But because Santa can't do that, he just has this vendetta against him. Yeah, which I think like that's a fun reason in this yeah. context. Like, and with this being a dark comedy, it kind of works with it yeah. too. Yeah. Like, I'll say I think this is better than my original guess. Is I thought he was just gonna be like Jewish, so he never got Christmas presents because <laughs> <laughs> he celebrated Hanukkah. It would have been funny. It would have been, but that's a you know I I like what they did. I think it works really well. Yeah. And um 
Then you just have a shootout between yeah, Santa Claus and the skinny man. Yeah, and I'll say, they, for a little bit, they go way farther than you would ever expect. Because, yeah. like, uh, they, like, shoot back and forth. There's, like, little cuts and tears. And then, like, Santa has him cornered. And then Skinny Man, with a mechanism he showed off earlier, stabs Santa in the back by kneeing him multiple yeah. times. And Santa's, like, crawling out of the way. And Skinny Man just goes and picks up a gun and just shoots Santa straight in the face. Yeah, it's, it's a lot, actually. It's, yeah. it's really good. I was good. like, holy crap, I didn't think they were going to do it. Yeah, I didn't think yeah. they would either. Because Dry even said, like, to this point in the movie that, or no, it was Eid said, like, they say fuck maybe twice in this movie. Yeah, like, this is the second time he says fuck. Yeah, so, like, there's not, like, a whole lot of language in the movie, but, like, towards the end, oh, it gets bloody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, so he shoots Santa, but Mrs. Claus is there and shoots him, and eventually, uh, when he goes in the house to try to kill Mrs. Claus, too, she gets the one-up on him and shoots him with this stupid fucking flintlock. Yeah. Flintlock. It's like, double-barrel flintlock. Santa's been around for a long time, so yeah. he's had a box full of super old to new guns. Yeah. yeah. And, uh... Yeah, and kills Skinny Man, and uh, I'll say I'm gonna for for me personally, I think this is where it loses a little steam because it's like, oh no, it's fine, Santa's yeah, okay. They yeah. do do that thing to where like you know Santa's okay because he's been doing this for a long time, and Skinny Man's not the first one to try to kill yeah. him. So it implies like he's immortal, which is it's fair. Yeah, but I, like they kind of weakens it. They do kind of set that up earlier in it, like whenever he's out uh, on Christmas Eve, like setting out presents, like some. Someone just sees a sleigh out in the middle of nowhere and shoots it with a deer rifle and yeah. hits him. Yeah. And that just <laughs> heals within a, a month. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so, like, he he's fine. And then, like, they go to uh, Billy's house. Yeah, because, like, they found the little booklet in, uh, in the skinny man's jacket finding out like oh this is the like it was billy that uh set up this man to kill him so like yeah. santa goes and he decides like i'm gonna have a little talk with billy and yeah. during that time his grandma finds out that um she's someone been losing like money. So, yeah somebody's been stealing money from her and someone's been signing off checks for her and everything which you do see earlier yeah. billy has like an entire mechanism where he has like something that his grandma signed a long time ago and he just like fakes her signature based off of that with like uh, a double light mechanism uh-huh but yeah so like uh, he hears that she's figuring it out, so he takes some of her uh, fentanyl? Yeah, he takes a, a bottle of fentanyl, and then he takes all the fentanyl powder out of the uh, out of the pills to put it in milk, and he's going to go give it to her. And whenever Chris Kringle like, walks into the room, looking intimidating as fuck, because he has like the... <laughs> patch over his eye and like mm-hmm. you all you can see is just like the one eye staring at him like he wants death <laughs> yeah and like even though he was shot a bunch stabbed in the back a whole bunch and shot in the face he didn't die because yeah. he's fucking he's santa claus and i'll say again i think the movie kind of pulls his punch here too yeah billy after putting a hit on santa also one of his classmates scaring the fuck out of her and yeah. attempting going to attempt to kill his grandmother santa's like you better stop yeah, don't do it. <laughs> to be fair, like if a a guy like that giving a talk like that to a twelve year old would be super fucking intimidating. Sure, so, I just feel like Billy should have been killed. Maybe <laughs> like you're not supposed to do that even in a rated R movie. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the MPA at some point in time was like, yeah, you can't be killing twelve year olds. Maybe that, it just feels that also kinda, might be why he yeah. threatened that girl instead of actually torturing her. Maybe you can't imply that a twelve year old is going to be murdered by Santa. Yeah. <laughs> why kids can't watch this movie anyways? 
They absolutely can. There's a 12-year-old watching it right now. I'm not saying kids aren't watching this movie. I'm saying <laughs> that it's a rated R and they shouldn't yeah. anyway, so who gives yes, shit? Right. There's a big difference between shouldn't and can't, though. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, I understand if you can't, like, show it on screen or anything. I just feel like Billy was let off way too easy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the most that happens is he tells him, like, uh, if, any, if you... Don't shape up. I'm gonna kill you. Is basically yeah. what the without what he gets explicitly at. saying it. Yeah, without you saying can't have Santa threaten a kid. Yeah, <laughs> the most he does is like you know it gets really close to him. Does that like this fat man's yeah. keeping his eye on you? Yeah, thing and like and actually other than that, like really him, cool scene though. He like has Mrs. Claus unwrap his gauze. Yeah, and forces Billy to look him in his giant wound. Yeah, yeah which, which is cool. It is very cool. Yeah, like I said, it is definitely an intimidating scene, especially if you're a twelve year old boy that's <laughs> hasn't that's been on the naughty list. Yeah. Um, I don't. Know, I think I'm not a movie writer, so you know, take this with a grain of salt. I feel like I would have personally liked if Santa had died and Mrs. Claus goes to shoot Billy. That that's my ending personally. <laughs> the problem with that is that it doesn't sh- continue the message of Santa having grown back to being Santa. Yeah. Because there is like that whole message of him, like he's becoming a better person. Oh, maybe seven becomes the new Santa. That was that's how I would have gone. That <laughs> would have gone the Tim Allen route. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Actually, uh, cursed with immortality, Skitty Man now has to forcefully, <laughs> or uh, what's the word where you don't want to do it, but is an indentured servant. Yeah, to... he's like indentured servant to Mrs. Claus because he knows she can kill him at any second, and he has to <laughs> he has to keep Christmas going for the rest of eternity until someone comes and kills him. As far as like the message of the film, <laughs> you goes, know, maybe that isn't quite the message maybe too much? going for. <laughs> I think it actually nails the whole Santa coming back to being Santa thing. I guess if the, if like you're focusing it on like the progression of Santa like becoming Santa again, yeah, that makes sense. I'm still like kind of going. This is more about how bitterness breeds into like bringing everyone down with you, and especially yourself. Yeah, and that Santa doesn't let his bitterness do that. He goes sure. back to being Santa and being like, "My job is to put people on the right path." Yeah, Which, but what if I hate to say it, I didn't even think about this until now? But in a weird way, there's a metaphor at the end of the movie of uh, in the world of the blind, the one-eyed man is king. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe skinny man's bitterness puts him in a fucking hell of his own creation. You know? <laughs> Again, I'm not a movie writer, and like. I, it's not like I think it's a bad ending. I just feel like it felt weak in comparative to what the movie was like. Yeah, we're fucking going this far. I think the part that makes it feel weak is that they go far enough to shoot Santa in the face, and, it and then matter. they roll back from that. That's the part yeah. that makes it feel yeah. less, I think. But, um, you know, it's Santa, ultimately. Like, yeah. <laughs> you they, can't actually kill Santa. Yeah, I was going to say, I hate to say it, it still is a Christmas movie. It's still going to have whimsical bullshit in it. Yeah. Like, ultimately, it is kind of sacrilege to kill Santa. The only reason... Tim Allen did it. Yeah, but <laughs> I think Tim Allen could literally get away with murder. He was high on coke at the time. So. <laughs> yes. I mean, yeah. to be fair, he even before he was a movie, uh, like, a movie actor, he got away with selling cocaine. Yeah. Like, he literally was caught and served no jail time. <laughs> Sold his friends out. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, that's Fat Man. Uh, yeah. Very, very basic premise of the movie, but... But honestly, really fresh. Yeah. And that's kind it of what is. I was looking for, is, like, not, like... I didn't want a Hallmark movie. I wanted something more cynical. We've watched enough of this. Yeah, exactly. I wanted something <laughs> definitely more cynical, <laughs> but still definitely Christmas, and this seemed like a happy middle ground for me to bring to, yeah. the, to the podcast. But technically, we haven't even watched one Hallmark movie, actually. 
No. The closest is the Christmas Prince, but like that's just like Hallmark esque. Yeah, that's what Hallmark wishes it would still be. <laughs> but yeah, hey, that's yeah, but that is 2020's Fat Man by yeah. who was this by again, Robbie? Who was the director slash writer? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. No, no, no. no. <laughs> which like that's one of those weird things. Like Saban Films uh, helped produce this. Which, yeah, which, which is weird. Is really weird considering they helped you know with things like. Power Rangers. Yeah, and uh, Beetleborgs, everyone's favorite. Duh. <laughs> what, what? It's just Power Rangers, but they're bugs. Oh, cool. <laughs> uh, by Ian and Ish- or Isham Nelms. Hmm. So the Nelms brothers. Do you know them? I do not. Yeah, I, didn't, I haven't seen anything other than this. Well, this is a very strong start for them, I'm going to say. Yeah. <laughs> Watch, they've been directing for like 30 years. I mean, well, for me personally. One of the like, fun facts no. about this movie, though, is uh, they originally pitched this movie back in 2006, and it took until <laughs> 2020 to get it made. I'm going to say... 2006 is still probably too close to 9-11 for something this insanely, like, hey, America fucking sucks and the military's <laughs> bad. Maybe, yeah, because there, yeah. like there is that whole thing, because, like, he does go off on his rants about, like, capitalism and yeah. corporate bullshit. And well, and, like, obviously bullshit. Skinny Man's the villain, but the American government's also easily oh, the villain Oh, yeah, this. they definitely are. They're trying to strong-arm Santa into constantly making war, war <laughs> weapons. Yeah. Also, this looks like the only thing from theirs that I've ever heard of is this. Mm. I hadn't even heard of this until Robbie brought it up, but I'm now interested to go and watch all their other indie films. Yeah. Hey, yeah. good Which on is, This might have been like their first like big budget movie, because I think this movie this movie did flop in theaters. Aw. But, you know, once again, I think it's one of those like people are like, oh, this is Mel Gibson trying to get back in good graces, blah, blah, blah. There's but. that. I don't... I'm going to say, I'm not actually sure what the uh, audience is for like an anti-Christmas Christmas movie yeah. in the grand scheme of things. And to be fair, like, it is a hard audience to kind of sell this to, yeah. but, like... Like, because ultimately, this is a rated R Christmas movie. Yeah, it's a rated R Christmas movie about a 12-year-old who puts a hit out on Santa. Yeah. Like, it is a weird movie to try to advertise, which kind of makes sense why it took them this long to make a movie of, what, 14 years yeah. to pitch this movie out? Fucking dev hella shit. Oh, Not yeah. to say that heavy R anti-Christmas things can't be successful. Look at Bad Santa, for instance. Yeah, and I think that's probably what they were thinking. Isn't that like, just like Santa. a dumb comedy, though? It is that a dumb is... comedy, but it's about a dumb comedy of a guy whose whole thing is he wants to steal things, and he's a horrible alcoholic and drug yeah. addict. A yeah. horrible alcoholic and drug addict that has lots and lots of sex with hookers and steals or, or poses as mall, a mall Santa so that way he could steal from the safes of malls. Sure, it but is mean spirited shit. Oh yeah, I feel like that's like a different audience ultimately than like something as specific as this. Yeah, because in that you're supposed to see that he's an awful person. Yeah. yeah, like one of the big things that it was showing for like the promotional material of Bad Santa is there's a part where like he's sitting down eating salad for his lunch break and like a mom brings sees that he's in a Santa outfit and like brings her seven year old to him like oh hey look it's Santa do you want to tell Santa what you want for Christmas and he looks at the kid spitting uh, lettuce on him going I'm on my fucking lunch break dad like screaming at him that's like that's what that movie is yeah and yeah. that, that gives right, you a good idea watch like, it yeah, you it gives, don't it gives you a good idea of what that is yeah. I don't think you would probably hate that no, movie. It, probably it is a mean movie yeah but yeah uh yeah so uh but yeah that might have been like hey if that Santa can make a movie we can make this and like I'll, I'll give them this for the grind of it they pushed this movie for as long as they did and they eventually did get it make or made mm. and like I said I can't I don't remember what I saw with the actual budget of this movie is. I might have to look it up real yeah. quick. But, um, I mean, it carved its niche perfectly. Like, yeah. Like I, I said, agree. really, Claus is the only movie I could think of that's even, like, remotely in the same universe as this kind of 
movie where it's like a more satirical take on the entire like Christmas mythos. mythos. Yeah. 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 But again, like Claus is still like a Christmas ass Christmas movie. Yeah, I would say this is very much a Christmas movie too, actually. Yeah. yeah, but like like I said at the start, Claus is something to watch during Christmas, whereas this is something to watch <laughs> after Christmas. Yeah. yeah. So the budget of this movie was twenty million dollars. Pretty and, low. Yeah. But the box office returns was one point seven million. What? Yeah. When did it release in twenty twenty? Oh wait, it was fucking twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. November thirteenth, Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, it's I I'm ma- amazed they yeah. made any money back. Also, at the same time, maybe that's why it got to be released, though. It's true. Because, yeah, like, they were taking a lot more chances because, like, hey, we need to bring out something. (laughs) Anything. Literally, (laughs) like, that's literally when they would throw whatever the fuck was around. Yeah. But, yeah, this movie has had mixed reviews. Uh, All of us like this movie. Yeah. If you want to take our recommendation on it. But, yeah, this was a movie that, like... It was didn't even have like a huge budgeting term for it. Like I've seen advertisements for it, and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Which is why, like, I brought up to Dry, like, maybe I could bring this movie. And he's like, "Sure, I've never heard of it. Go ahead if you want to." <laughs> no, you can't like bring up a movie to Dry because that's literally always his answer. Like, sure, if you want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What do you want to do? <laughs> I, it's it, it annoys me sometimes when I'm like, "Hey, I'm like thinking about these two things." He's like, "Do what you want." Is like, yeah. I'm asking that's you a, personally what is you a, personally would think would be better. So not only did he do that whenever I walked through the front door he was doing that last night when i asked him about which movies i should bring listen linda okay. <laughs> but yeah um but on, yeah like yeah like i said this is one of those things like it did flop but i do think this movie is like it it is hard to recommend this movie but it is still if you like the ridiculousness of the plot point of it then it is definitely a movie worth watching i think this will probably be like a cult classic kind of movie i hope in so like yeah. a decade from now yeah i could see i really sure. hope so like people are like, hey, you got to see like dumb YouTube videos where it's like, hey, have you heard about the the weirdest Christmas movie? What? It's gonna have somebody with like an open shocked face, like, oh, yeah. And it's like, have you heard about the Santa movie they never talk about? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And it starts like, yeah, this is pretty good, right, guys? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, in 2020, uh, the brothers. That I forget the name of conveniently. The Nelms Brothers. <laughs> the Nelms Brothers released <laughs> the the hit, the craziest Christmas movie known to mankind. And in the end, and it's, it's like just fifty like, hours. Sure, it has some flaws. Yeah, but ultimately, I think this is definitely worth a watch. <laughs> That's literally always the ending of all. Yeah. Of them. <laughs> well, we're the first ones to do that, so fuck all those other. YouTubers. Yeah, <laughs> you know this movie has some flaws. <laughs> Uh, yeah, uh, N-E-L-M-S is the, how you spell their last name. Okay, yeah. But yeah, Ian and Isham, E-S-S-H-O-M. But yeah, um, yeah, genuinely kudos to them that, like, this this is a very strong, like, uh, break, maybe, well, not breakout because they didn't make money, but, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, to be fair, it's one of those things, like, there's some movies that should have done well that just did not because of pandemic reasons. I feel yeah. like this could have possibly been one of those movies because... Whenever I first saw it, I was like, maybe it was early 2020 that this came out. But, like, no, like, it was still, like, deep in the yeah. pandemic. It was, hey, everybody, stay the fucking side 2020 still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, the only way I could see this is if it was, like, January 2021 when some people were going to movies still. Yeah. Or yeah. January 2020. Uh, maybe. Because, yeah, the, the lockdown happened in February. Yeah. February? Yeah, literally, it happened March 12th. I only know that because everyone was panicking on my birthday. Yeah. And I just, Liz, like, just got a thing sent from overseas, like, jacket that was awesome. I love wearing. Um, and we were in a restaurant, and everybody was freaking out, and I coughed, and everyone looked at me, and I was like, what's going on? The next day, I started reading about what was happening. I was like, oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I think that's whenever you texted me and just like, Robbie, Robbie, do you have toilet paper? Like, Not really. Why? Get it. Get it now. Because <laughs> yeah. it, it was a bad time. No, yeah. You should have just been like me. I didn't buy any. <laughs> that explains a I lot. Had two, I had two rolls still. <laughs> <laughs> I also live on my own. <laughs> but yeah, uh, yeah, I think we're kind of winding down on this. Yeah, I think we're winding down. I guess we can get into final thoughts. Yeah. All right. Uh, since I keep on going between the two of you, Drea, what are your final thoughts of this movie? Uh, yeah, it is super good. Uh, it feels really weird to praise anything Mel Gibson is involved with at all just because of yeah. him being Mel Gibson. Well, let's just I, like do what they do with a lot of stuff. Let's just, it's Santa. He, Santa's in this movie. Yeah. Santa's in this movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, also, plays Chris Kringle. <laughs> I was going to say, to be fair, like he also wrote and directed Hacksaw Ridge and people absolutely adore that movie. They fucking did. They really did. So, um, yeah, it's a very, very good movie. Um, it's just, it gets what it's going for, you know? Yeah, and like, so uh, there. I, there's a million ways this movie could have sucked, actually, yeah. and like it's almost amazing that it didn't, just because of the fact of like they could if they messed up one element, none of the rest of the things would have worked in this. Yeah, um, it's just super super fun to watch. Um, even with its flaws, I think it's still a pretty good movie. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to like this video, guys. Like, leave a comment and subscribe. Leave a comment if you guys have seen this movie. Uh, also leave a comment if you ate in the last 72 hours. <laughs> also comment the word potatoes if you made it all the way to the end. <laughs> nah, they can't do that anymore because that was super obvious that they were just farming for comments. Yeah, I know. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. E. Well, you, uh, you didn't finish. Yeah, I did. Oh, right, my rating. Yeah. Uh, One I out would, of ten. I'd give it like an eight. Wow. Yeah. Okay. I felt like I was taking a risk with this movie, but I'm, glad, I'm honestly really glad you guys are liking this. E, what are your final thoughts of this movie? Uh, like I said at the first, this is honestly the perfect Yang to Claus's Yin. Like, they're such like very similar s- scenarios of a movie that go in such completely different ways that work perfectly together. And it is insane that we just happen to watch those movies within like a three week period because it like just works so well <laughs> yeah. in a lot of ways. Um. This movie is insanely funny. It's insanely interesting. It's such a, like, breath of fresh air in a lot of ways. 2020, I'm going to say, wasn't an amazing year for movies for obvious reasons. I mean, Tenet came out. And? Uh, what else? Kid Detective? Kid Detective. That's what two? That? Was, that ni- was that 2020 or 19? I thought it was. I don't remember. Um, Google, let us know. What about... Oh, uh... The... Sonic? Yeah, Sonic came out. Oh, uh, eh. Actually, no, Sonic 1 is better than Sonic 2. Um, <laughs> that is your only opinion. That is everybody's opinion who October likes October 16th, 2020. Oh, right. yeah. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, like, we're at, like, five good movies of that year. <laughs> uh, the What was it? The Which Invisible is, Man. That I was going to say, so, like, five out of the six movies that came out in 2020. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if there wasn't a lot of movies is what I'm really getting at. And, yeah. like, um, honestly, like, like Jerry said, there's so many easy ways this movie could have failed. I think if you cast the kid as anyone else, it wouldn't work, especially, like, if he didn't look like Ben Shapiro now that you brought that <laughs> up. Like, if you didn't immediately fucking hate this kid's guts, this setup doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. And, like, again, if if the, if the it wasn't taken as deadly serious as it was, the setup wouldn't work. Like, I don't want a fucking movie about everyone making – being – saying how silly it is that a hitman's going after Santa Claus. I don't fucking care. Do it. <laughs> like, the, uh, an issue I have with a lot of Hollywood movies is no one's, 
like wants to be earnest fucking go ham i don't give a shit how stupid your movie idea is sell me on it yeah yeah and like so that's your whole thing is like if you're gonna do it do it 100 percent. yeah like i don't want no fucking half measures if any if breaking bad taught me anything <laughs> no half measures <laughs> but like yeah just like because again this is such a fucking insane concept for a movie and it fucking works and like I I can't stress enough like how well this works when it really had no right to. Yeah. And um I I agree with Dry. I think this is an 8. I think this is a, wow. something I really I I think ev- after every Christmas maybe every Boxing Day I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to think about this movie. I might I probably won't watch it cuz I don't watch movies much but like I'll think about it. <laughs> wow. This is higher praise than I was honestly expecting, but, <laughs> but I was, hey. like things that you're praising about this movie about like how it just goes fully deep into like the lore of all of it and everyone takes it deadly seriously i thought you i was unsure if you guys were gonna like that but i do like i did think of claws whenever i was picking out this movie and like i had to rewatch it just to, like make sure where it was at and so i was like watching this at four o'clock in the morning like uh, i don't know if they're gonna like this movie uh, i don't know if they're gonna like this movie like, never watch something that late because you can't form a cohesive thought anymore <laughs> which sucks because i get off work at 3 a.m yeah uh, but yeah, well, I, you don't do anything important. <laughs> yeah, I just watched Twin Peaks and played Last of Us Part Two. I bet at work when you're working at like two oh. in the morning. <laughs> yeah, it's not like you work on anything that saves lives or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's totally not life saving measure or limb saving measures that I yeah. work on. Yeah, yeah, totally not. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, I think also for me, part of what I do like about this is because I kind of work in the business of just like government contracts do happen. And I see like the weirdly enough for like how ridiculous the whole like the government uh, sub- subsidizing Santa Claus to like make <laughs> microchips and shit like that is like, I've seen that working as a machinist of like, you know, the, the gut, like government contracts are a big deal to a lot of companies. Um, technically the reason why I got hired on to the job that I have now was because of a government contract. And like, I yeah. saw like some of the weird bureaucratic shit that happens with that. It wasn't quite to the level of this movie, <laughs> but this movie's fucking ridiculous, but in the best way possible. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I think it's one of those things, like, there were some things that I was just kind of like, oh, I don't know about, but on a rewatching, it did get better with it, just because, like, I was like, well, this is kind of dumb, and this is kind of silly, but, like, it 100% does it, and it because it takes itself so deadly seriously, it makes itself, in a weird way, a better, um, a better dark comedy, and, like, I think the only thing that's kind of the downside is I'm pretty sure there are some people who do take it seriously, or too seriously, because there's not silly moments in it. And which is why you'll see such a mixed reaction. Like you will see a lot of people are saying this is like the best Christmas movie I've ever seen. And there's other people who are just like, ew, Mel Gibson. I mean, in their but defense, ew, Mel, yeah. Mel Gibson. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, like Mel Gibson and uh, Marianne Jean Baptiste, like they both work really well with each other as Mr. and Mrs. Claus. Yeah. Santa uh, does a really good job as Chris Kringle in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I agree. <laughs> <laughs> also, Walter Goggins is just like, I still have yet to find anything that I don't like him in. Yeah, chef's kiss. Yeah, exactly. I haven't seen that movie. Why is he so bad in it? <laughs> God damn it. Because <laughs> there's not enough chef kisses from him. That's why. God, is there they a fucking romantic it. comedy called chef's kiss? Oh, I almost guarantee it. <laughs> I'm sure we can Google it and find it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, all together, I think I do like this. I would say it's a recommended. It's hard to know who to recommend it to because there's going to be people that like, they're going to want Hallmark bullshit from a yeah. Christmas movie and you show them this, they're going to get offended. But honestly, it is, it's different 
that's why I wanted to bring it is because it's not just like a, oh, well, the spirit of Christmas saved everything. Like, no, this is a weird, cynical look at Christmas. And because it's so different, it's what I like about it, too. I I was originally going to give it a seven, but on a rewatching of it today, not at four o'clock in the morning. <laughs> I think I might agree with you guys. It is an eight. You guys talked me. You guys talked me into an eight. <laughs> Yeehaw. <laughs> Chef's Kiss is a 2021, 27-minute made-for-TV movie that the plot is unknown. What? Not- <laughs> Wait, how's it unknown if it came out? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> no, no one watched it, so no one knows what it's about. <laughs> Apparently. Oh, man. Well, uh, that, that, was this, that was Fat Man Arkham Knights. Uh, very good. <laughs> <laughs> To be fair, if you wanted to like sum up this movie in like five words, it's Fat Man versus Skinny Man. <laughs> yeah, honestly, Fat Man, it there, you know, it is kind of funny because like you could probably put Batman in a similar plot and it would work very <laughs> yeah, well. Yeah, old Batman yeah. would work great. In this yeah, too. but um, yeah, uh, if you guys want to get a hold of us, uh, we have a link tree l i n k t r dot e e slash l y p. I said it earlier. Uh, gives you a link to our social medias uh, where you can listen to the podcast and where you can watch us play video games. Ooh. Twice a week, at least, we play video games uh, on Saturdays, uh, 10 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. All three of us are usually together and we play crazy stuff. Uh, we are doing a platform fighter extravaganza right now. Woo! Uh, an insane number of platform fighters of three. <laughs> and uh, it was supposed to be more but i'm bad at production yeah. so. <laughs> and on wednesdays dry is sure is still playing outer worlds uh, <laughs> he seems hesitant on whether he wants to continue playing that outer, he, he seemed hesitant last week but out, apparently he's still outer into wilds it. outer yeah, wilds sorry. one of them there's another one called outer worlds that's uh, outer wilds uh, i don't we might have uh, to just take it out so dry could just play it on his own it's yeah. just yeah you need so much time to just sit and fuck everything up for, like, hours on end. <laughs> so uh, if, if Dry just suddenly stops, you know why. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so, yeah, there's that. Uh, if Dry's not playing on Wednesdays, I'm usually the one playing on Wednesday. I play random indie games no one care- has heard about. It's true. Which, honestly, is great. Like, uh, there's another podcast that I listened to that they were talking about, like, whimsical games like they could play. Like, what's something that I could play that could put me in a good mood? And, like, they're looking up games, and one of the things that they said was, like, Huh, I wonder what Wonder Song is about. <laughs> I mean, if you play the whole thing, that would put you in good mood. I feel yeah, like there's a yeah. lot of like, man, I'm kind of down now. There's a whole lot of people being like, man, life sucks, huh? Yeah. I mean, that's what some of the best feel-good games do is they break you down just to build it back up. Also, I, it's really funny saying I play weird indie games. I've played games that have like multiple thousands of reviews on Steam alone. Never And are like them. critically claimed. Who knows? What even is a spider? <laughs> yeah, but um... So yeah, look hey, did you know that Undertale is our because it's <laughs> underground? Oh yeah, did you see? Uh, but yeah, uh, so you can look forward to that. I, I we have a lot of fun on those. Yeah, it's a good time. And uh, every Thursday is when the episodes actually come out. Uh, eight a.m., seven forty-five a.m., seven forty-five Mountain Standard Time. Yeah, and uh, if you want to know when those drop, uh, Twitter and Instagram are your best bet. We will be like, we're doing a thing. And then the thing happens. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. yeah. And uh, <laughs> if you want to get an email out to us for any reason, uh, we are the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. The last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Send us your cookies. I would love a cookie. <laughs> but, uh, 
Hey, Robbie. Yo. Why don't you get us out of here? So, if you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another and make sure to be safe because the fat man's always watching. <laughs> <laughs> and whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been in the since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys so, so much for joining us. Uh, be sure to check out our other stuff. It's, it's fun. Um, e, thanks for joining. Yeah. Robbie, thanks for bringing the movie. Mm-hmm. Glad you guys liked it. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll talk to you again next week. Have a good one. Bye. Oh.